Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, Today, uh, as usual on Thursdays, we go X's and O's with Ian Boyd, our national college football analyst. Uh, Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Bobby. Yeah, happy happy you're here. Um, you know, Texas losing uh, one in, in, against Kansas that is um, almost un, unthought of prior to the game with Texas being 30-point favorites. Um, and now they go up to Morgantown, uh, where, you know, West Virginia isn't exactly a great team this year either. Uh, they've had their, their problems on offense. Uh, they've had a pretty good defense all year round, um, uh, but let's let's try to break it down for fe- for people uh, and talk about uh, Texas. Let's start where there are definite problems and we know there are problems, and that's on defense. What did you see against Kansas, and what do you expect to see against West Virginia from the Longhorn defense? They actually looked a little bit different against Kansas. They had their safeties a little bit tighter. Um, they are not tighter, tighter in the first half or just in the second half? Tighter in the whole game, believe it or not. Um, that's that's partly why you saw, you know, Brendan Schooler making some plays even earlier in the game that were, you know, for not. Um, but he was he was up there, he was more involved. Um, a lot of times in previous games this season, their safeties would start, you know, 10, 12 back and then backpedal, right? And uh, last few weeks, they've not necessarily been backpedaling, depending on alignments. And uh, they were tighter in this game. I don't know if this is, uh, if they're tinkering, if this is Terry Joseph saying like, hey, if you want, if you want my guys to help you, I got to play them differently. Or if it was just, you know, hey, it's Kansas, they're not going to run by us. So we're safe. I I don't know. We'll, We'll find out a little more on that this week against West Virginia you got to figure that they've, that they are tinkering right now. You know, they're trying to figure out is this defensive staff working together is what we're doing working. How much do we need to change for next year? They already time out. It's not working. I mean, it's not working. I mean, there's no, I mean, we know that and they know that, I mean, they know it's not working well enough to your point though, the tinkering and evaluating becomes the solution. Right. And whether it's this, you know, whether it's this style of defense going forward or something else is to be told. I want to ask you, I want to back up before you go into that, though. You, you mentioned they played tighter. Did they play tighter across the board against uh, against uh, Kansas, or did they even challenge them more in the second half? Because it seemed like – I mean, the defense actually did not play poorly in the second half. Um, they didn't play lights out. They allowed two touchdowns. But in, in um, the overtime – TD and two point conversion. But other than that, you know, they, they played significantly better in the second half than the first. I I think, I think playing better in the second half was more about not blowing as much up front. Um, I think the, the plan in the secondary was pretty consistent for the whole game. Um, They just first half, they were just, you know, getting 
Priest over and over again in the second half that cleaned some of that up other than the, um, the long run where they tried to blitz and just got, just got killed on that long 50-yard run. You know, aside from that play, I mean, that, you could point to that play as like where they lost the game. They probably control the second half and win the game if not for that, if not for that play. Um, but yeah, they, um, oh, and I, they did change personnel a little bit. I think uh, Jaron Thompson played more for B.J. Foster in the second half. I don't think we saw as much B.J. Foster in the second half. He looked a little bit lost and I don't know. It was better when he was gone. Yeah, I, he looked like, and B.J. Foster, you and I both commented on this, I think on the, the internal text thread we have of inside Texas staff on Saturday night. Uh, he, he, there would be two people that he could cover, and he, wouldn't co- he would split the difference and not cover effectively either one, um, especially in the red zone uh, a couple different times. But, um, Ian, you see anything that you expect them to do or that West Virginia is going to do that Texas should try to take away uh, this weekend? West Virginia is not very good when they don't run the ball. So stopping the run would be uh, a good idea. Um, they also, they don't throw it deep very well. Jared Daigle, he'll, he'll land a shot now and again, but he'll miss three others every game. He'll throw picks, trying to force the ball down the field. Uh, he'll lose my, his mind when he has to hold the ball and he gets pressured. He'll just do baffling, terrible things that sabotage their entire game effort. So they should definitely be, they should definitely be playing tight on them with the safeties. Um, arguably at corner too. So they have some guys that uh, are dangerous with the ball in their hands. You'd be better off just not letting them catch it in the first place. But I don't know how much they're going to change, you know, in one week. Yeah, well, I mean, Texas has J- Josh Thompson is out for the game, right? Um, he, never, he never plays press anyway. Yeah. Some of the other guys, they will use – some of the other guys will play press coverage for this team. Uh, Darian Dunn will play press coverage. Deshaun Jameson will play um, now and again. Josh Thompson virtually never does. So him being out um, probably does not change if they wanted to be aggressive because uh, they, they're never aggressive with Thompson. Okay. So what's the recipe for, for Texas is to stop the run, which they haven't done all year? Yeah, that would be a good start. Um, I will say West Virginia does not. They're more of a Tom Herman inside inside zone type team. They just want to run downhill inside, big tight end, big offensive line. And uh, that has not – no one's really done that to Texas. Uh, everyone has run on Texas. Lots of teams have had a lot of success running on Texas, but it hasn't been in that fashion. Um so maybe West Virginia will adjust and, and run counter or run outside zone and kill Texas. But if they come out and just do their thing, I don't know that they're actually going to have that much success because it's hard to run. It's hard to run downhill on Texas, especially when they have uh, Ojemo, Coburn, and uh, uh, Sweat, out there. Sweat and Murphy. Yeah. So, so. And, and Daigie doesn't really pre- present a run option for them. You know, he's not – he's okay, okay mobile, but you're not you're not going to worry, so to speak, about him running a zone read keep on third and eight. I mean, it just – you know. Uh, all right, so I, I get your point. Um, Neil, Neil Brown, the head coach there, uh, was formerly at Troy before heading up to West Virginia. 
He's he is an offensive guy. Um, he was the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. Was the offensive coordinator at Kentucky uh, prior to his stint at Troy. Um, so he, he will try to get some find a way to get points. That's his side of the ball, and uh, he's at home there in Morgantown, and they they tend to score more at home than they do on the road. So uh, the Longhorns got to figure that out. Let's let's flip flip it over to offense. Um, and my my question here is Texas played a defense that was one of the worst in the country last week in Kansas. And they put up 50-some-odd points, even with even with four turnovers, by the way. They put up 50-something points. So that tells you – I mean, I think Texas punted once the entire game. Is that correct? Maybe twice? Um, that has to be right, just doing yeah, the math. Yeah, yeah. And so my question to you, Ian, uh, is – was last week because that's the first time Texas had an offensive explosion in four games. Um, is that uh, indicative of they're actually making moves in the right direction, or is that indicative of who they were playing? I mostly who they were playing. I think um, they blew up Rice and Texas Tech as well. Kansas is a defense of that caliber. I think um, because Xavier Worthy is so explosive. And because Sark's offense is so aggressive with being able to push the ball down the field and get guys open down the field, if you play a bad defense, you can really run up the score with this style, which is nice, I, right? Like this was a frustration under Tom Herman was that they'd play bad teams, but their offense wouldn't be designed to just blow them out and make it easy. Um, so they can do that now, but, but I do not think that that was a great indicator that they're going to go into Morgantown and blow out West Virginia. That would be honestly pretty shocking if they scored. Uh, if they scored more than 35, I would consider that to be a really exciting good day by Texas. Gotcha. So what do you think Texas is going to do? What What do you see in, in West Virginia that Texas needs to attack or needs to be concerned with? Well, they have to be concerned with the defensive line for certain. Um, Dante Stills moves all over the place. He's kind of what – Alfred Collins might be next year with another year of development. He can play as a tackle, He'll shoot gaps and be in your backfield. He can play on the edge and, uh, and blow by your uh, tackles. It's really impressive. Um, and they have some other guys too. Uh, Akeem Mesador, their uh, interior tackles really quick. He's hard to, he's hard to control They're They blitz well with their linebackers. Um, and then they have fifth year seniors at all three safety spots. So they, um, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They clamp down on your strengths. It's a pretty tough defense. Nobody has really taken it to them. Um, except maybe Iowa State, who's probably better, more consistent offense than Texas. Um, so I, I would say that the number one thing is just concern about being able to block these guys. Uh, can Texas keep these guys out of the backfield? Can they – run the ball without Bijan Robinson making the offensive line right, you know. Um, they do have Jordan Whittington back. I would expect that they will throw the ball a lot more this week rather than trying to test these uh, defensive linemen. Just uh, spread them out, take your shots, and hope that Whittington and, uh, and Worthy can uh, bail them out. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting to, today, uh, Sarkeesian saying Whittington would be back. Said he will play, but he didn't say how much. And so 
you know, first game back after a, a separated shoulder, I think it was. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if he actually is in playing shape as opposed to just uh, getting back and putting, you know, running out there for 10 plays during a game. He's actually out there for at least 50% of the plays, which I, I find, I find that unlikely just, you know, in the history of football, you don't, when you come back, you don't normally come back full, full bore unless it's a, a soft tissue injury, injury, uh, not not one where you break a break bones or, or like a clavicle or what have you. Or I don't. He, it was a clavicle, wasn't it? I think it was. A- anyways, so you believe you believe that that Texas is going to have a hard time scoring points. You said thirty five or more would be a great day. Um, I, you know that's that's my concern. I, I I wonder just how limited this Texas offense is um, with with either Casey or Hudson at the helm uh, based on if they just play a regular team. I mean, it's, it's not West Virginia is, is an average football team right now. Um, and it seems to me that when Texas plays an average football team, they don't do much on offense. And uh, I definitely think Oklahoma state and Baylor are the two best defenses in the league, followed by Iowa state, probably those three and Texas played them. Boom, boom, boom. So that, that may have given us a, 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 uh, a more difficult look at what Texas is doing. Right. I mean, so, and it certainly didn't look good at the end of at those three, during those three games, but I'm asking, I guess, you know, is West Virginia more like the first three defenses in your opinion, or that I mentioned with Baylor, Oklahoma state and um, uh, Iowa state, are they more like TCU or even OU or, some are, I mean, which which level are they at from a defensive perspective? They're definitely better than TCU or Oklahoma. Um, are they as good as Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State? It's hard to tell. They might be. Their own offense doesn't do them very many favors. Um, kind of puts them in bad spots at times. So they might be close to that caliber. Um Hard to tell. Got uh, it. But they're certainly closer to that than they are to Kansas or Texas Tech, for sure. Or Texas. Or Texas, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most, you know, we're, we're this is, we're nine games through the year. Texas has, uh, or 10 games through the year. Texas has two more regular season games, uh, West Virginia and uh, uh, finished at home uh, day after Thanksgiving against Kansas State. Um you know, what are the things that you've seen from an X's and O's standpoint to this point in the season that are either encouraging to you or disappointing to you, and or disappointing to you? Well, I think Sark knows how to play to his strengths on offense. Um, I saw the stat recently that uh, Alabama has had as many sacks this year as Texas. Um, uh, sacks allowed, you mean? Yeah, right. Sacks allowed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably not so on the other side. Yeah. Um, that we know the offensive line is not that great, but they set up shots. They give their quarterbacks time every week. Every every week, Texas has had uh, shots that they've taken where they had time to throw the ball and they had guys running open. Um, and we know that this roster is not what Alabama had last year. It's not the ideal for what Sark wants to do. So I think the I think the early returns from Sark have been extremely promising purely as an offensive coach. Um, I don't know how you look at the season and think this guy was 
not what he was made out to be as an offensive coach. To me, it seems clear that he's been. I think I, I think that to be to be brutally honest, there against Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, there were periods of ineptitude on offense that sure. that would lead you to believe that that uh, there were issues on offense. But I think uh, at the same time, you know, you're playing into those teams' strengths, um, and uh, and I think and they, you don't know what the injury was to Casey uh, Jordan Whittington getting it. You know, injured was an issue. A lot of different things going on there. Oh, and their best player is a freshman receiver who's been torching teams. Um, every other receiver position has been, you know, a turnstile. Um, you know that things are more likely to get better than worse in the line and at quarterback, uh, just as a matter of recruiting and portal and development for another year. So uh, I, I know that they've had some bad spots, but to me, it's obvious that offensively this is going to work. Um, defense, obviously, is the big concern. They've been terrible. There are staff concerns, like did Sark do a good job of putting together this defensive staff? Uh, seems like not. Um, what happened there? Can they adjust? This is always the thing, is the um, coordinator, head coach, can they manage and hire guys that complement them on the other side of the ball? That's how you win championships. If you look, I actually um, randomly looked up the Super Bowl winners this century um, to check out how many of them were really good offensive play callers. And uh, usually the Super Bowl champions would be comprised of teams that had a, a great defensive coach paired with a great quarterback or a good offensive coordinator who for whatever reason in a given year had an amazing defense. Um, NFL is a little bit of a different game. College, you have to be pretty great on both sides, but to do that, you really need to be able to hire and manage staff well that complement your weaknesses. I mean, that's been like the thing, right? For the last yeah. decade, Texas is they have not had that. Matt Brown didn't have another side of the ball. Um, he was, he had to do it on both sides. Charlie Strong could never get offense right. Tom Herman could never get defense right. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So, so what, let me ask you this. Um, I guess I'm more, I'm, I'm saying from an X's and O's standpoint, like I get the hiring and the, the, you know, what do you see is the most discouraging part from an X's and O's standpoint on defense? Do the, are the players just not reacting quickly it can't entirely be scheme because the scheme has worked elsewhere. Is it how people are, are attacking this scheme? You know, what, what is the, what is the, I'm trying to be very specific, I guess, in yeah. that where are you seeing the breakdown and what are you not liking? Because obviously there's not much to like on defense at all. What are you not they're, liking specifically? Yeah. They're not running the Washington scheme. I think is an important distinction. In Washington, they were pretty simple in the secondary. Uh, they would play a lot of single deep safety coverages. 
um, match up underneath. And um, they're not doing that. They're playing their two high quarters at Texas. Um, they look they look more like when Washington was just playing prevent or when, uh, or they look a little bit like Notre Dame, only they don't have the same sort of defensive front and the same sort of rules in the defensive front for Notre Dame. So I think that, um, I think there's a mismatch. I don't think that the secondary is, is positioned well to clean up for uh, Pete Kwiatkowski's fronts. Kwiatkowski's fronts are not playing as well as they did at Washington, obviously. They don't have the same caliber of players. They're not going to have these linebackers drafted uh, in this next draft like the Washington guys were. But they're also very multiple up front. And I think that adds extra pressure on the back end when you're one drive, you're playing a 3-4 defense. The next drive, you're playing the 2-4-5. The rules change. Who has help and who's helping where changes. Um, the front has not mastered it yet. And I think it's put a lot of pressure on the secondary with everything they're trying to do with disguises and too high coverages to add that on to then also supporting a front that plays by different rules from drive to drive. I think it's all just, it's been too much. They're not talented enough. They haven't mastered the uh, cohesion. And uh, I mean, what are they like 108th overall in total defense? Like they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're a bad defense. They're, they're a bad defense. And, you know, one thing I wrote this today on, on Inside Texas uh, had to deal with, uh, you know, not trusting the guy to your left and right to know what they're gonna, that they're going to do their job. And part of that may be simplifying what they're doing in the first place. To your point, you can't go from a prevent defense to an aggressive style and everybody remembers what they're doing the entire time, right? And especially when you, you haven't got the first thing down uh, Pat yet either. So um, do you think they can get that over time or do you think they need to relook at the entire, uh, the entirety of the defense and how they match their fronts with their coverages? I think they need to simplify for sure. Um, Kwiatkowski has a pretty good track record of being multiple up front. I think if they want to keep going with Kwiatkowski, keep letting him do that. You know, that's his thing. But something has to give. you got to be simple somewhere, especially at Texas, where, you know, part of the advantage of Texas is that you're rolling in um, nearly college-ready four- or five-star players in the secondary up front, linebacker everywhere. So it really behooves you to have um, a system where you can get great athletes having an impact sooner than later. And especially also if your head coach is, you know, trying to get traction and get to a second contract, you know, you want to bring you want to be able to bring in guys and, and improve your level of play quickly. So something has to give. If they keep Kwiatkowski, I think they have to simplify what they're doing at safety um, in in the secondary in general to have something much simpler and uh, more dependable. Got it. So last thing, and and I appreciate you you going in depth with me there. I want to ask you about special teams because that doesn't get enough. Um, coverage, I think, in general. Uh, uh, Longhorn special teams, like an audit so far this year, in your opinion? I'd say it's been pretty solid. Um, They've been a playmaking unit at times. Um, Michael Dicker's been an amazing punter. Seems like he'll be likely to be drafted. Cameron Dicker. Cameron Dicker. What did I say? You said Michael. You you (laughs) mentioned Michael 
Dixon. As oh, yeah. You I mean, he's been, the last he's been, two, you've kind of you merged. <laughs> been about that good, right? Yeah. I mean, not, not quite that good. He probably no. won't be drafted, but I, I think he will be able to sign a free agent deal and make an NFL team as a punter. Um, as a kicker, he's been okay. Um, but as a punter, he's been amazing. It's been it's been shocking how good he is. Um, cover, I mean, they, they are not a team that is getting beat on returns, um, punts or kicks. One big, one big kick return all year, TCU, TCU opener. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one, just, but one all year. That's through, through uh, 10 games. That's not bad. You know, they're, they're clearly good at blocking punts. Um, they're good at, at scheming matchups there and, and getting athletes in position to, to run up there. Um, I think overall it's been a big plus. They were clearly counting on it. I think they were expecting to win with run game and defense and special teams this year. And, uh, you know, they, they've been two for three. Yeah. And then the one has been a, a big fail. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, Ian, I appreciate you. I, I, thanks for making the time today. I know it was uh, fam- you had some family uh, to deal with and, and whatnot, but I, I appreciate it. Uh, once again, Ian and I are on InsideTexas.com on a daily basis. Ian wrote an article yesterday diagnosing the defensive problems. Uh, what was the title of your article today that you that you put put out? Uh, Misty taste of moonshine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> playing a West Virginia game. Teardrop in my teardrop in my eye, I think. All right. Yep. All right. Thanks, Ian. I appreciate it. This has been X's and O's with Bobby Burton and Ian Boyd of Inside Texas. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.